Hey guys, ladies, welcome to new episode of our podcast. This episode is a bumper package. We have two new guests in the house. Um, Dada is here. What up? What up? Chelsea fan. Um, we have um, Toby. What Asa up? Mm-hmm. Bucci co-host is here also as always. As is always. Bucci or the Zaza? Which one is here? Anyone? Bucci the Zaza. He has many names. <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of like Beyonce. Bruce <laughs> <laughs> is here to just you know quietly doing his thing. Um, so today uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things. We'll start with measures to stem current racism in football, which is growing. Um, we'll dive to the EPL, check out EPL team of the season. Each person will draft his own team. We'll just discuss that. Then we'll also look at underrated player in your team this season. And if we have time, maybe dart around the league so far, the current game from this weekend, and just chat a little bit about it if there's time. So basically about... Um, Racism. We saw recent international football break, the England Bulgaria game. For this topic, something that is there to my heart, being a black man, um, living in a society where it has consistently been happening, and it feels, in my opinion, like FIFA is just placing the band aid on the whole issue and the European people as regards uh, this whole racism thing. So, you know, we're just trying to get everybody's opinion, what are suggestions or things that can be done to stem this tide. Uh, we can kick off with Bucci. What do you think? What are your thoughts about this? Um, so the thing with racism is I keep saying it, that it's uh, it's bigger than football. I think the sport reflects the society. So the what we see are just um, symptoms of a bigger problem. And we're gradually growing into a more insular world because if you look at the larger politics, you know, there's troubles everywhere, troubles in Europe. You know, when Europe was supposed to be suffering from, you know, sorry, getting a lot of prosperity and peace. They seem to be going backwards politically. So they have a crisis there. They have a crisis in America politically. There's political crisis everywhere. So I think it's just a reflection of bigger society. Um, I don't know how to solve the problem, but to look deeper and say, there was a time I was ignorant regarding racism and what it was, and I had what I would call some racist views. And the only way I got over this was getting out, you know, knowing more people, getting better educated and, you know, get rid of my ignorance. I think we should um, do a little bit more integration, especially in multicultural societies. Uh, we should do a little bit more to educate people because only education and, you know, knowing people can really help. I don't think um, there are any solutions long-term beyond that. What are your thoughts, So, uh, like, a couple of things. I, I do agree with Bucci. I think racism in football is systematic and it's also representative of society itself okay. um one thing i don't agree with i don't think racism is on a racism in football is on a rise i think i mean we're in a better place than we were uh i mean if you look at english football compared to the 90s the 80s the 80s it was really bad then with <laughs> hooligans so i think it, it, it was also going on in england is people are becoming more progressive i think england is a far more progressive society compared to Italy, Bulgaria, and Eastern Europe. And that automatically is being reflected in the games itself and those who are attending the stadiums. And one thing I do agree with is most people, when you have a racist society, people don't come to a football game and be like, no, I'm going to take a break from being racist. No, they're going to continue what they did Monday to Friday That's right. on Saturday. That's right. So it's the same people, they're just going about their daily business, right? So I think that's one issue there. Now, whatever we can do to eradicate racism systematically in society is going to be applied to football. Now, prior to doing this topic, what I actually do realize 
that people don't often talk about is, is the lack of diversity as you go higher in all these organizations, right? So you look at Fever as a whole. Those who are running Fever are mostly older white men, and they don't see a problem with racism. The reason why they don't see a problem with racism is not that they don't mean well, it's just, it just doesn't affect them. That's right. That's so I right. think that's also one of the problems is just the lack of representation, and I don't know how you can... How you can uh, how you can face that can, yeah. can face that out, but uh, in terms of solution, I think there should be a bigger penalty for uh, organizations uh, when incidents like this happen. But then how you go about that too is kind of tough. So if you have a stadium of sixty thousand people and you have a thousand fans who are being racist, I mean that's less than ten percent. So do you do you punish sixty thousand people for the crime of ten percent? I mean of less than ten percent? I don't know. So. But I will tell you, though, if rules were re- reversed, and it would be a different story. That's so true. I think at the end of the day, is there needs to be something structurally that changes. And also, too, um, there needs to be a bigger penalty. How we go about that, I personally don't, I don't have an answer. I agree. I mean, thinking about it, and I'll let Toby jump in now. I found kind of ridiculous. The 10-year rule that FIFA or UFR has had, where it has to happen three times. They stopped the game. They won the stadium. When they had monkey chance. So this is England Bulgaria game. They stopped the game, they won the stadium. They stopped the game second time. They won it. like happened three times and the game still. I mean, I think that's that was that's ridiculous. So that's why, you know, maybe has ideas of maybe things things that can be done to help the situation. All that might make teams or force FAs, countries to take this thing more serious. Sure, no problem. Um I think I have a slightly different view on this. I think, first of all. I don't think FIFA has been hard enough. I agree with you guys that FIFA needs to take a look at themselves. But ultimately, you know, Fela said something. He said there is no free freedom. Like the people who are victims of racism are the black players. And those of them in positions of power need to make a stand. FIFA is not going to change because, you know, some guy writes an article and says, Stoichoff was crying on American TV that, you know, they should ban his country. They're not going to change. The only way it changes is those who are oppressed. You know, Sterling came out and said some stuff. All these players, they should make it. They should start walking off the field and not just refusing to play. I agree. Like, like imagine if LeBron was being was was being chanted because he was was being called a monkey because he was playing in New York right. against against the Knicks. What do you think will happen if he walks off Game the field? Game over. Game over. What do you think Game NBA over. will do the yeah. next time? They will yeah. be like, this this is not this yeah. is not advisable. I think the clubs in England, like Arsenal and Chelsea, that I know of in London, London clubs are. A little bit better because they have a lot of CCTV. London is just a more cultural city. But London clubs, what do they do? If they catch an Arsenal fan doing anything racist on CCTV, it's all lifetime ban. And I think most EPL clubs do that if they catch that guy. And that lifetime ban, the weird thing about that lifetime ban as well is what they started doing in England was it wasn't, it's no longer a lifetime ban at the club. They take it to the courts. And yeah. the courts institute they criminalize it. Yeah. So you actually yeah. trespassing if you go to a stadium after yeah. they've yeah, they yeah. they ban them and they give them a stadium ban so they become trespassers, they can't go and watch games. Yeah. But the other part of this problem I see is um like you were saying something about how do you criminalize how do you punish the whole society for uh, the problem is sec- just a section. But the bigger issue for me is is this not a reflection of a bigger problem in society? Because I, for example, will never go to a stadium and racistly abuse, racially abuse somebody else. Not because I don't have vitriol in me or anger, I'm not passionate enough about the sport, but I love these guys I'm watching in the sport. So what makes somebody like a sport and hate the player so much that you... Because racism comes from a place of hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do they bring this from? Because I can't imagine... 
you know, one guy who's supporting, for example, I'm just going to use an example, Man City, now turning around and being, uh, he's a Liverpool, uh, he, he's, he's Liverpool and he's been racist on Trent. It doesn't make sense. You want, you're, you know, supporting the black guy here and then the next minute. Yeah. And then the other thing that happens is, is it that people are taking their not, uh, patriotic and nationalist, you know, nationalist tendencies too far? Where we're going, this is the enemy, this is a war. So whatever, there's no rules and, you know, love and war kind of thing. And I, I don't get it. But so, I mean, there's also a correlation with countries that are, I guess, more, they're far along the nationalist spectrum too, yeah. in this incident. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, yeah. you look at Germany, you don't you don't hear a lot of those things in with German clubs. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I've never heard of those kind of incidents That's with German right. clubs, clubs in comparison to Italy. Italy has gone through, what, like three three or four different political parties in power in the last five years. And the next one is more nationalist than the next one. And yeah. it's always like, you know, it's, oh, I hate foreigners more mm-hmm. than you. No, I hate mm-hmm. foreigners more than you. Mm-hmm. So if that's what's getting you votes, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, that's, you know, how people are reacting to, to uh, players. Now, yeah. to your point, I think the hate that those people have for foreigners and black players is greater than the love that they have for football, right? And yeah. those things kind of going the same. Just a funny, I mean, interesting to trivia. If you watch some Napoli games, they actually fly the Confederate flag, right? There's a tie with Napoli and the Confederate flag. So you guys should, it's your own free time, you should research Correct. that because some of the southern uh, uh, Italy, some parts of mm-hmm. southern Italy, they feel disenfranchised and they relate to the, the Conf- Confederate. Yes, so, I mean, this thing, it, I mean, it goes deeper than that. So, that's wow. why I just think it's kind Kali, of interesting. Koulibaly talked about exactly. it in his um, yeah. Players' Tribune interview a couple of weeks, a couple of months back after last season. I, I, I saw that thing. Yeah. So, it's, it's like ingrained in their in their blood. So, DNA, so, so yeah. it's kind of like that's that's just them. And the funny part is you you can even find a, a non-racist Napoli fan saying, well, I mean, it's just monkey chats. It's okay. You know, yeah. they themselves are not racist, but they don't see anything, anything wrong with wrong it. With and that, genuinely, right? they don't see anything, anything wrong, wrong with it. Yes. So, right. I mean, how do, you, how do you fix that? Yeah. I Just to piggyback on what Toby said, Matt, you know, like, as a wrap-up, is I think, yeah, the players need to take a stronger stand. Because although, I mean, the authorities own, should take the most stand, but it seems like they're, like, they're passing on to players. Like with the whole thing that UEFA is doing, oh, let them talk to the players. Do you want to continue? If you actually want to continue, like, they should take more responsibility. <laughs> because this is what thing. Imagine, yeah. imagine going to your job. Imagine, these are like improper work conditions. Yeah. If you want to look at it objectively, this is a workplace, improper work condition. Imagine you going to your job and while at your desk and you're working and yeah. people at your job, somebody's there giving monkey chant. Like, they're closing the office down. That's what's going to happen. Because people yeah. walk off. I'm gonna it's, bet. I'm gonna bet you something, right? First set of grass players walk off a pitch no. saying, Oh, we can't take this. The media sh- comes out and goes, they're yeah. mentally weak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mentally weak. I Correct. agree with you. It they don't have backbone. Correct. It shouldn't be just the players. <laughs> yeah. The white players on that team. Yeah. Correct. The Every coaches on that team. Yeah. The assistant coach would say, I'm That's taking true. my team off. Straight. So he should go off. And also too, at the end of the day, football is business. It just doesn't hurt their bottom line. It's not hurting their bottom line. It's not hurting their bottom line. Exactly. And also too, if you look if you do look at it, and that's one of the problems with with Italy and its football, they cannot export their game to the rest of the world. One smart thing that England did was they realized, hey, this is a sky. global sport. Correct. Yeah. In order for us to make money, we have to make it welcoming and we have to make it global. And that's why Italy is suffering. And that's why Spain is still yeah. kind of behind. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So you're not going to come one day calling players monkey and then you want to play Next. a game in, in Lagos. Correct. It's not going to work. No. It's not going to work. Absolutely. So until they fix that yeah. and realize, hey, you know what? We're not going to have anything 
left if we keep going at this rate. And I think maybe maybe that could that could be the solution. Yeah. Once they right. start hurting their net income and that's right. folks that's are not making money, then maybe they will wake up. Correct. That's the only I, way. I, I saw that solution. I saw also just that solution online. I thought it is uh, Gabriel Marcotti. ESPN. If you he, he, he find the trade on Twitter, he broke it down. Like that's what they should be doing. Like the FIFA should start suspending and start mm-hmm. banning um, countries, clubs, like serious ban. That's if, their bottom line. If they play, once they start doing champion, that, the Champions League season where three or four clubs are playing with empty stadiums, it looks so terrible on TV. Henneken will be like, "Now nah, we're not paying this sponsorship yeah. money for this rubbish." Yeah, and then things will start changing. That's true. You know, so. Yeah, it's true. Money always follow the money. Money, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Money is, is, a, is a color. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> more lighter issues now. Uh, we'll start. EPL team of the season. EPL this season has been, I feel like it hasn't leveled out. That's my thought process. I always follow, um, I think, the greatest manager of all time. Um, he's saying that he never pays attention to the league until after 10 games. You mean Arsene Wenger? I knew he was going to say something. Are you talking about Wenger? Because surely you can't talk about Emery. Sir. Is it Sir? In front of his name. There's not like Sir Arsene Wenger. It's coming, don't worry. It's coming. Never pays attention to the league until after 10 games. I was at 10 games. This is 9 games. This is 9. So this is 9. After 9 games, and you have people like, what, Crystal Palace being like 6, that. You have um, Leicester being third. I feel like EPL table hasn't leveled out. In my I, think United still, I think United has found their spot. I don't know what you guys I, are complaining I, about. I, I, I think United has that two points this, above relegation. I would say that, uh, nah, uh, no. there's no difference between nine points. It's plus of nine games and ten games. Plus, of, Correct. plus, plus three points or zero. Correct. That's what it is. Everybody my team has, hasn't played yet. yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but okay, so we can save your team plus six points. What I'm trying to say is look at the table now. Okay. So you think I, the table is going to remain static? It's almost set. I'm going to say the first two I said. Liverpool yes, or Man City yes, are going to yes, agree. agree the top two. Yeah. And I'll say this. I've said this before that it was going to be between Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham and maybe Leicester City. Yeah. And then if you look, it's looking like it's Arsenal, Chelsea, Leicester City. That is the top four. It's almost top not going to change. No, five. That's oh, five. five. Okay. Because Tottenham are not in there. Correct. And Manchester United, I think, are out of the top six yeah. this season. So really? I'm looking That early? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, looking at, when I'm looking at the point table, what's the point gap? But you know, you guys can also no, stuff can change in the yeah, That's why you know, change. That's why really quick. But but yeah. we're just looking at I'm looking at the form, the table, and going unless something drastic. I see. From now, I hear. Based on the information we're seeing, so right, right, right now, that's mm-hmm. why it's so far. So yeah. before what, we what's the point difference then between four and United? It's it's about six points. It's not too much. Is it six or seven? Yeah, six, seven points. But you know, the problem seven is, points a lot. But, but you know why it's a lot this season? Because only two teams are only two teams are distinguishing themselves. That's right. The rest can lose or draw or yeah, win. At any time. So yeah, that's yeah, my point. Right. Those two keep going. Yes. The rest of us will just be yeah. dragging in the back. Right. That's why I feel it doesn't level out. Because until this is what my opinion, until I see an Arsenal team or a Chelsea team, maybe Chelsea now, they've won like three. An Arsenal, Chelsea or Tottenham team. Be consistent. Win five games on the bounce. I feel like the league has not leveled out yet. I need to start to see that because that's when this, that's typically what happens. One of those things win five games, maybe they draw. Nobody has been able to pull four, even four games on the bounce. Only, only Liverpool. No, that's what's about. Yeah. Liverpool, about yeah. Liverpool and yeah. City. Nobody has been able to win four on the bounce. Nobody. It's been the top to top. So no, even, six, even City. That's true. City, City did four, they then they lost two. You know, mm-hmm. they've been up and down. Yeah. It, it's you're quite right on that, but. I mean, if you look at the, the league table, man, just 
if you look at it, you see that everybody's almost mates. Because in between um, the top four, we want to take out the top five, take out Leicester, Chelsea, Arsenal. You have Crystal Palace, Paws, Burnley, Bomber, West Ham, Villa, Wolves, United, Everton, all within three to five points of each other. Okay. So, same with you, but you give us mm-hmm. your, your EPL team of the season. So um, the only position I couldn't pick was a goalkeeper. Just somebody, yeah. Just throw somebody in there, you feel. Okay, I will um, go with Fabianski okay. just because uh, he has made a lot of saves. And on that same rule, I couldn't pick a... What was your formation? I'm going to play 4-3-3. Okay. So I couldn't pick a right back. So I went with the guy that has made the most tackles as a defender this season. I went with Juan uh, Bissaka. There was no standard in that position. Okay. Uh, Trent hasn't really kicked on. Um, for left back, I went with Robertson. Okay. Um, yeah, I went with two great. smaller clubs. Surprisingly, because the first four games, I went with the first four, five, six games of the season when I picked this. And I went with Engels of Aston Villa because they had had about three clean sheet okay. in the first games and he did well. Um, the, a team nobody expected to be that good defensively. Tyron Mings was man of the match twice yeah. in two solid defensive displays this season so he's my second centre-back. Two Aston Villa centre-backs? No, no. I think he's Bonley. Think hey, is Aston Villa too. No, no. Um, Mings. Is he not? No, Aston Villa. Both Aston Villa? Yeah, yeah, that's wow. the, those are centre-backs. Okay. So yeah, those are my two. I picked Ndidi because Ndidi statistically has been a standout DM, has made the Pass, most tackles. Passes the eye test too for me. Yeah. yeah. Not just statistics. Passes the eye test. Most tackles, most interceptions kind of stuff has been great. I picked his teammate Madison. Madison has been a refreshment this season. He has stepped up from his performances last season. Then the Brune, even if he's, he was out for about two or three games, yeah. he's peerless. He's peerless <laughs> like a king. You know, he's trusted stock. Uh, I picked Sterling. The boy is the best player in the Premier League. Even though we said the Rune is the standard, that boy has been in hot form like two, three years now. He went fire. Oh, man. he had yes, okay. Yeah, he went fire. And then I put Mane on the other side. Mane to me has been Liverpool standout striker. Of those three has been yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, probably the standout player. Yeah. And then um, I went with Abraham. Um, Tammy Abraham is. Currently, the best striker as a, with form and his performance. He's, scoring, he's the leading scorer, it bro. Goes. Yes, it goes. He's the leading scorer, bro. He, 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 in the league, day. not overall. Just saying. No, we're talking about Timo the season, Timo the season. All right, keep going. That's not fair. can bring himself to play some Chelsea. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's it. That's it. That's my 11. That's the 11 player. Yeah, that's a good shot. Mr. Dada, give us your team. All right. So, I did a little bit of research on this. So... My keeper is actually uh, Adrian, uh, Adrian, Adrian, to pronounce it with the Spanish accent. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so yeah, I thought like he, he did quite well when uh, Allison was away. So it's pretty good on his part. So I'm going with a four, three, one, two. Kind of like an interesting formation here. Christmas tree. Christmas tree. Yes, sir. Uh, so for my right back, I have uh, Leicester City, uh, Ricardo Pereira. Uh, it's been it's been good uh, so far, and in spite of Van Dyke getting did, did Pepe get past Van Dyke or he didn't yes, get past? Did. Okay, first cool. game, first game. So that's the only good thing Pepe has done all season. Yep. Other than other than his massive <laughs> blunder of getting dribbled by Pepe, <laughs> Van Dyke is still the best center back from last season and this season. I think it's I think he's maintaining his form now. Mm. Now that being said, that being okay. said, I realize that some of my my bias to him has to do with the you know the residual 
performance from last season. So far, I still haven't died. Mm. Okay. And I also have the Turkish center back, uh, Clogger. So, from, so you cool? Uh, huh? Sure, yeah. Yeah, I have him too. Oh, you have him? Okay. That's, from that's um, the first thing um, from Leicester City. Yeah. Yep. They've done, I mean, he's performed very, very yeah. well this season. Thank and you. of course, yeah, I have him on mine too. Everyone has a uh, Robertson. I mean, as a left yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, No. Uh, I mean, just you, wait till uh, TNE starts. I mean, you could have some people that are going to challenge him. Correct. But I think no, so no, far, so good. I agree. It's outstanding. outstanding. Yeah, yeah. And in the, in the middle of the park, and I'm glad KDB came back from his injury uh, earlier than anticipated. He's on the midfield for sure. Yeah. He's. There's like three players in one. You know, he has the the Iniesta pass, the Thierry Henry movements in the midfield. So and uh, so I think for him, for for me, KDB is actually the best player in the EPL right now. Yeah, I mean, that's my thought. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can argue it one way or the other, but I think it will be on anybody's top yeah, three. Uh, Madison for me has been great, and just going through this list, I realized there's a lot of Leicester City players. So I feel like. This, I mean, well, it's not a coincidence. Everyone's about to kill Leicester. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 like, like, I, I remember season? when they played, when they played I Chelsea. I picked that they were going to finish fifth. I picked it. Mm-hmm. People thought I was crazy when I picked it. Nah, you're, you're not crazy, man. I mean, you're crazy for other things, but you're not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Madison has been great. And, of course, uh, Manny, man, he's just it's phenomenal this season. And Salah being Salah, I think Salah is going to pick up. But right now, Manny has picked up the slack for both of them. And so far, when I did my statistics, when I was looking at a livable place to get, actually, Mane was not on, on, on the list. So, who knows? But my surprise of the season so far has been Mason Mount. Who's, yeah, who's also on there. Yeah. And also, uh, two strikers, Tammy Abraham and uh, Aubameyang. That's Obama how you pronounce it. That's oh. how you pronounce it, if y'all don't know. Aubameyang. Aubameyang. Obama blood cut, yang. So, yeah, for me, man. So, like, that's, 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 that's how you pronounce it. That's how you pronounce it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I may make a quick comment on um, your team, I, I really like that boy, Miss Mount. Um, I like, um, I, I always say this yeah. that um, composure. Yeah, one thing that I like about football. As a kid, when I started supporting Mindset United, I had to read a little bit about Bosby. And the thing Bosby said was, as long as they're good enough, they're old enough. And Mason Mount is old enough. He is. The boy is old enough. He's not on wood. He's good. No, the kid is good. good. So, with young players, just butchers were saying, like, you expect inconsistencies. Chelsea is going, you expect inconsistency, you expect naivety, right? They're going to have naive games, they'll concede goals, they might might struggle when we come to December, when the games, you are playing every three, three games, three, three days, you play champions, you play FA Cup, they will struggle. But the most important thing is, more often than not, the guy has rose up to the big occasion. He's very composed. I like him. I agree. Uh, My team, I don't know actually come coach of the year. You guys start thinking of that. No, that's easy. I'm training as a wildfire. That's, that's easy. Quick fire, which, quick fire question. Which, which coach right has there. most players in the team? That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You're thinking. And that's, and that's good. That's good. So, Edison for me, I mean, I think defensively, City is not the same. That's why I picked Edison. And he's hard to like make. I mean, I, the game yesterday, he made one incredible save from um, Benteke's header. I'm like, wow, this guy stopped this. Yeah, Edison has, I think he has been very good. I think he would have considered more goals, even for Edison. On my right back is Pereira from Leicester City. That guy is really, really good. Defensively, yes, offensively, like, Trent gets a shout for going forward, but defensively he has been suspect. Yes. His side has been where teams have attacked them. Yeah. Defensively, one Bissaka was outstanding initial beginning of the season, then he got injured. But offensively, he still has a lot to learn. His crossing ability yeah. is still very suspect. Uh, midfield, sorry, centre-backs. I'm, I'm going with Soyuncu, like we all talked about, and Matip. I think Matip has been better. Than yeah, Matip. Yeah, Matip has been better. So far. That's true. So yeah, far. True. Does he mean he's a better defender? No. You know, no, before the Van Dyke stands. From, 
Come, come, come for me. me. We're, we're looking at form. It makes Van Dyke look good. <laughs> we can say that. Van Dyke makes Van Dyke look there good. A, there, there was a play today where a camera work kid from United dribbled past Van Dyke and ran into the box. And Van Dyke didn't even chase him. He was just chilling. Yeah. And I was like, seriously? That was an Arsenal wait, player. Wait, wait, wait. But keep you going. Even want, even you will want Anike to stop comments, listening comments, to comments, this. Comments want to stop listening to this <laughs> yeah. podcast. Please. The Don't say bad thing about I think he had his Van best Dijk. form last season. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I won't argue, but it's too early. We'll, we'll see. Robertson, it's a obviously, season. obviously, mm-hmm. level down, no contest there. We go to midfield. I'm playing a four four two, by the way. Uh, on the midfield, on the right, Mister Mister Sauce himself, KDB. Uh, midfield, Indidi and Madison, mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Um, on the left, I put Mane. On the left, Mane has been incredible. Right, yeah. Then my two strikers, Ibrahim, for sure. He's been he's been he's been good. He's been really good. Might be a purple patch, but he's been good so far. Then I picked up the last one was between Aguero and Abama yeah. But Aguero just contributes more. He has more assists. I, I think more than the striker, you need your striker to contribute more. They have a cool amount of goals, but Aguero gives has like three assists if I remember. But Bamiyan plays in a shitty team though, so that's gotta count for something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Bamiyan plays with Emery's tactics of <laughs> don't hold the ball, <laughs> don't give him <laughs> assists, nothing. When the dude have one shots on target and scored one goal. Once you normalize for what he has for to chance deal with, to deal with. <laughs> shitty manager. Why you put? Why you put that? And Chaka. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh. Playing negative football. That's true. That's just a good shot. He gets a good shot. No, well. But yeah, gets one, a good shout, one, gets a good one, gold, one gold, golden boot doesn't mean. I mean, means he's no slouch. He's yeah, no yeah, slouch. Yeah, no, I, no, I, that's why I say he gets a good shout yeah, for sure. Uh, one is a good shout. Just Mason so you know, Martin no one has shout. scored more goals than Obama Young since he came to the. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So the dude, so dude arrived with his Ferrari and his Lamborghinis. Man, boy, Nobody wait, has wait, scored more goals wait, than him. Wait, wait, So when you all are can just we, here, this is my boy. Do a podcast about that guy's uh, fashion uh, sense. About yeah, block I mean, yeah. I have to say, <laughs> but if I mean, where is it from? Where is it? What country is it from? Gabon. Like, yeah. we can do a whole hour analyzing his dress sense. Forget his dress sense. The dude is clinical. At, he's, he's old and he's still he's clinical. A, he's a Gabonese that grew up in, anyway, play, sorry, in Germany to, a lot. Yeah, so, I didn't mean to. They call him Gabonese Jimmy Vardy. Yeah, you can't expect a whole lot fashion-wise. My coach of the year, obvious, the obvious choice. Um, no, no, no. I've never done my team of the year. He's not doing his team of the year. Why you, why you, this Let guy invited me to your house to come and do podcast. Yeah, ignoring me. Okay. So you guys are using stats for your team of the year or team of the week. I didn't. I didn't. Me, I, I didn't use stats. I used. I went with my gut, and I'm gonna. I have a four, three, one, two because I'm suffering from this Emery type of negative football <laughs> that the man doesn't you attack. No, 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 no. The man doesn't attack. He doesn't create. He's too worried about conceding. So because of that, I went with. Four, three, one, two. Emery out, by the way. Oh, for sure. Emery out. Just a shout out. Emery out. Okay. So my back four. Left, I'll go with Robertson. I'll agree with that. And then next to him, Matip. Because Matip, I think, honestly, I think Matip is, doesn't get the same credit he should. He should. I think he doesn't get a lot, enough credit. The dude has been solid. Um, that's very interesting. He has. Yeah. He has. yeah. And then I'll go with uh, Shoyunku. The dude was, I think, Arsenal, that's the center defender Arsenal should have bought last season or even this transfer window. I think it was from? available. Uh, he's been in Leicester for, I think, I can't remember where he was before, but there was discussed some Arsenal fans about when As, one of the Arsenal fans was talking about how we should have gotten him, I think, last season. But he's been, I mean, it's taken him a while to, to find his feet, but instead of buying Saliba, could have bought him, or instead of buying um, um, David Luiz, could have gone for him. It would have been a little more expensive, but he has EPL experience, Correct. right? So. Shout anyway. out to shout out to Leicester's recruitment by the way. Yeah, 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 for sure. Their recruitment is ridiculous. They find players very yep. well. Yeah, Freiburg. 
Um, is this from? From Freiburg. Okay. My right back, I'm going with Callum Chambers. And that's just a gut feeling for now. I know he's probably not the, he's not your typical choice, but I had to put an asshole player at the back. <laughs> Keeper, I'm going with Fabianski because Can once again, hey, 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 you did your team of the week. This is mine. Okay. Aye. So, hey, hey, hey. Team of season, calm down. Team, team of, of season, season for now. Yeah. Eight games in. Yeah. But Chambers, though? See, the dude, since he's played, every time he's played right back position, go and look at his stats. He has one goal and he probably has his most clean Chambers, though? Yeah, like, I put Chambers at right back. Let, Calm let, down. Let, be, let me finish my my. Let me use it's, it's an unconventional choice. It's okay? rose-tinted glasses. Let yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So leave it. <laughs> then I, my three, my three in my four-three-one-two: KDB, Fabinho, and Guendouzi. Now you might think there is no box to box. There is no, but I'm going for all-out attack. I'm going for Guendouzi. Yes, Guendouzi. <laughs> yes, Guendouzi. Okay, let me keep going. Then. Just in front of them, I put Firmino because who is he going to feed off? The two, Abamayang and Tami. Now, if you put Firmino behind Abamayang and Tami, I'm sorry. There's very, very few defenses that are going to be able to cope with, with, with that three. I'm not playing them wide. I'm playing him just behind them. Firmino, to me, is probably the... People say, oh, best player. And, you know, I think he's probably one of the best players in the EPL right now. People are saying KDB. When you talk about consistency, if you put that... I Who's just that? Firmino? Firmino, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to hit on him because... Bobby Schmerder. Yeah, there you go. But he's he's a. I think that that's that's my formation. Four three movement one, and two. touches. I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah movement and touches, and then he can he can create space for those two guys to Correct. run. Sorts. Those two guys have a lot of pace. Yeah. They're they're currently the most prolific strikers ever. And then Firmino himself is a very very prolific striker as well. Uh, and he also plays force deep too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, that was that was my formation. But can Ducey? Yeah, yeah. 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 is not even the controversial one. Chambers, Chambers. I mean, <laughs> that one is just that's why that's why I say rusty tech glasses. That's yeah. what I got. Yeah. Wait, Toby, for Yo. for who's our who's your coach of season? It's got to be Klopp because he's top in the league. It's not Unai. Unai. No, Unai care. Unai, Unai care. That's why I call it that. Unai, I, we need the a separate podcast on Unai. <laughs> Unai, yes. Unai Bahala, a plenty. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Okay. But, but no, I think Klopp, Klopp, I mean, you got to look at the table and see. He's able to, it's tough to keep a team that got that close. Yes, they won the, the, the Champions League. It's tough to keep, keep them, them going. Keep them going again this season. Right? I agree. And so far, Liverpool has been consistent and even more consistent than City. And, you know, I think they haven't played to the peak they played last season, but neither has any other team in the EPL. Correct. I think all English teams... I agree. No English team has... ...are underperforming what they did last season. Does Which it is time? scary. They're yeah, underperforming. They're still under... They're not lost. And they're still not lost. I agree. Right? So, you got to look at it. City's not playing as... The same way they were playing last season. They're not but playing already. So that, but they've that's lost. Down worse. Yeah, they have I injuries. I you know, Arsenal is not playing anything so fantastic. Liverpool, uh, United is struggling. Chelsea is in transition. Tottenham is facing a existential crisis. <laughs> so you got to look at Klopp and at least give him credit for, for being able to keep that team playing. That's a, league. That's a great shout. Uh, you go. Dada, who's your coach on the team? So I'm, I'm torn between Brendan Rodgers and... And all the Sarial boys are probably going to enjoy these Sarial boys and girls. <laughs> Frank Lampert. And, and that's a really tough one for me. So due to the fact that I don't want to give the Sarial boys anything to rejoice about, I'm going to say Brenda Rogers, Just for the simple fact that Leicester are doing very well this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... I mean, he came in towards the end of last season, didn't do so much, recruited well. Uh, and Vardy, Vardy looks, looks, looks different. Yes. Right? So they have a good team. They're playing well. Uh, so for me, it's going to be Brendan Rodgers. But a second close is 
is Frank Lampard. Fun fact, Vardy has scored the most goals in the EPL since Brendan Rodgers became manager. Huh. Fun fact. Interesting. Uh, That's not fun for me. And the only reason why I would, I would not pick uh, Klopp yet is, you kind of like, you know, it's kind of like Kante. Klopp is suffering from that... Uh, Kante effect where you're just so good that it's kind of like you kind of forget you have to yeah. do something extra. Correct. Right? So like Klopp has been good all <laughs> last season. Yeah, just, then I'm just kind of like, eh. it's like normal, normal you know what I'm saying? Just giving yeah, out odds with his kind of thing weird Pep, smile. Pep is going through now. Pep is not doing too badly, but people are like, ah, what's something up? Wrong. What's up? Something they set wrong. the bar really high. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. So, so I think that's my only now. If and when Liverpool do win the league, then that's a whole different conversation. Well, but, that yeah. might, I believe, I hope it's not in my lifetime. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Maybe around the corner. My manager is just... <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you can, you know, tomorrow is another day we can pray again. <laughs> Well, my job this season is uh, Brendan Rogers. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, Klopp has been has done well. Um, this guy has done well as well, um, Lampard. But Brendan Rogers, you know, with all the losses from the team last season, he kept them. Losses this summer as well, he still kept them. Like basically, the, the, the thing that shocks me is we were talking about team of the season and we were mentioning Madison and then Didi and then I remember we, we kind of forgot the third guy in the midfield and he hasn't performed badly either. He could also be in a team of the season. Tillemans. Tillemans. Yeah. That's how solid that, that midfield has been. And, you know, it's very hard in the uh, EPL to get a dom- dominant midfield, especially one that is dominant for that long. You know, they can mm-hmm. be dominant in spells. Like, you know, um, Wolves have a strong midfield, um, you know, but they don't dominate a lot of games like these guys do. These guys are showing that they play for each other. They're willing. So at, as long as those three guys are in sync and in form, I think Leicester City are going to do well. And... Um, I think Brendan Rodgers is shutting a lot of people up. People thought he fluked it in Liverpool because of the players, but he's showing he's a good manager. Okay. Um, to throw in at one, I think so too. I mean, I'm just kind of with the crowd with Brendan Rodgers. Specifically, the thing that interests me a lot about Leicester City is the fact that they are winning games, playing well, playing scrappy. They are winning games. And what they, I think what they have realized, maybe, maybe it's too early to say this, they've realized that they don't actually, they don't need to beat Especially away from, they don't need to beat all the top six teams. As far as they take care of every other person, they take care of all the middle table teams, bottom teams, home and away. They'll make, they know they can, that is their route to top one. Get some points off the top four guys when they come to Leicester. That, that seems to be their strategy when you watch the play. And I like the fact that, you know, they are able to get their fringe players, well, the non popular players to contribute, you know, the Albright, yeah. Pereira, Chiwell. They score goals from crosses. What's no that Arab guy? Chowdhury. Chowdhury. Chowdhury, yeah. yeah. In the midfield. Yeah. So they have basically unknown players and they are they are still a big threat. They are de- right. good defensively. They don't have like any obvious weak. They are very good defensively. Their midfield is dynamic. They are physical and they can also counter-attack you. And if, if you want to sit deep, they can wait and pick you off, off corner kicks and crosses. So I think they are here for real. They don't get major injuries to Vardy, Tillemans or Madison. I think this team or Indidi, I think this team is here for real. People would, People slept on them. I, I noticed them from last season from when Brendan Rodgers came and I asked when I picked them. That's why I picked them for fifth. Because I saw that Chelsea obviously was in transition. United didn't stretch anything at all. They, they gambled coming to the season. Arsenal being Arsenal, Pep. So I, I feel like um, people slept on them and I'm like, oh, these guys, that's why I picked them fifth. That was going to be fourth season. Now, I'm seriously tipping them to get to the top four because unlike Arsenal, Manchester United, Chelsea, there's no European distraction. 
Me don't yeah, have the jack. You don't think Spurs can make a comeback? They can. Yeah. They can. But something needs to change drastically. Because yeah. now it's now no more about oh, just need to Stop something needs to change yeah. drastically. Something needs to yeah. change because they are not even in the their coach has, The coach has to leave. It's not his fault. No, it's not his fault at all. I think he has to leave just for something drastic to happen. I, for some reason, I foresee him going to Real Madrid, Sudan going to United. I don't know why. Yeah, I think mm. just like we kind of talked about the last podcast. Mm-hmm. I, you know, kind of, I said Pochettino, in my opinion, has got into his cap already. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty much yeah, what happened to the club when it was at Dortmund. Yeah. You know, this really cap with this player. Yeah. They didn't refresh when they had time to refresh. It's now become stale. Yeah. So they have a lot of stale players there. They can't but push all them. They, they, they have that. three players in the last day of their contract. Yeah. Yeah. They're two central defenders yeah. and Ericsson. And they're not looking like they want to sign. No, no, they're yeah. not going to sign. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Eric, they're not going yeah. to sign. Yeah. yeah. And so, also, it looks like even though they sub players on long-term deals, it looks like some of those players might also push up. They yeah. might leave. So they'll get a lot yeah. of money for... They won't get any money for Ericsson and those two guys unless they sell them in January. Yeah. yeah. Which would be same disaster. Maybe you can sell. Yeah, we're going to get center backs off. But you can't sell. You can't sell your two center backs. Yeah. So this yeah. one they're going to work for. Yeah. So they're going to have to find 60, 70 million next year. Correct. So that's. Even, uh, I think it's. Uh, but it's also one center back, 60, 70 million is one center back. Oh, they can go. To, they can. You know, I don't think you need to spend seven. Okay. Think maybe, can, they, maybe they'll have to buy improvement center backs. Yeah. They haven't played in the English Premier League, but I agree. They're yeah. buying an English Premier League improvement yeah. center back. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, looking at them. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, well, the luck they might have, though, is that they might have money from... Because the way it's looking is, I think, you know, this guy's in his last one or two seasons there, too. People Kane. like Kane, yeah. Song. They should yeah. sell Song. That's the thing. They're going to have to sell a star player to fund, to fund them. Yeah. It's, they're, they're just going through what Arsenal went. They're going to have to start selling their star players before their contracts run up. Yeah, they, should have sold them. they should have sold them, you know... They should not have sold Ericsson beginning of the season. They should yeah. have sold... Yeah, they, not, he, they tried to. But they tried to, but what? Talks broke down. No, he, want, he wanted to go to He wanted to, to go to Madrid, Madrid, right? And Madrid never just came for him. I see. Yeah. We kept Manchester came, like Levy didn't want to sell. And he wasn't really interested. So yeah, matches. Both ways, yeah. yeah. So, done with England. Yeah, he's done. Um, so, undirected player, most of the player your team. I'll start with two. Because I know, I know who's a, who's a player is, but... It's my team? Yeah, James. I know who you're going to use. But James. What am I going to use? I'm going to use two players. Oh, okay. Two. Yeah, I'm going to give two. One, One of, the, has the long hair. No, 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 no. He's not No, there. don't it's worry. Not. My two underrated, most underrated players of the team are Martinez, our second backup goalkeeper. Okay. You haven't seen him. He plays Europa and he's played the cup games. And I think he can push Leno for... First, hmm. first spot. The dude has, I think he has, he has better mid-range and far-range distribution than Leno, and he's comfortable with the ball at his feet. Um, and it's, so far, we've Arsenal's clean sheets have come in when he's been in goal in Europa and FA Cup. Yes, he, he can argue that the position hasn't been great, but he's actually made a ton of of saves. Leno has made a ton of great saves too, but I think Martinez is just a little bit better when it comes to distributing the ball. That was a left field option. Sorry? Left yeah, field that was... And then I was going to I was, I was add in Callum Chambers, but boy's already healing Callum Chambers. So it's not underrated. He's not look underrated anymore. Didn't Callum Chambers play as a... DM for Fulham. Yes, he did. Even for Arsenal, there was a time he played... So first of all, he was Southampton. He signed for Southampton as a right back. Then he came, but he struggled with pace. Then when he played him as a central defender. Then he did okay as a central defender, just wasn't too flashy. Then we sent him again on loan to Fulham, where he started in central defense, I think. Then they had injuries. Then he really ended there as a DM. Did he, before he went to Fulham, did he go to Middlesbrough? 
point. I, I think he yeah, it's possible. Yeah, before he came back to Arsenal, he's had yeah. a lot of loan okay. loan spells. But now the dude is calm. Like I think the issue. Two minute, one minute segue. The issue with a lot of Arsenal center half pairings is the fact that they play players that are too similar. Like okay. this guy, what's his name? Um, David Lewis has blood rushing to his head. Um, um, what's this other central defender? Socrates. Socrates has blood rushing to his head. So if you play those two together, you're asking for trouble. Because both of them are too eager to go and intercept the ball. He should play one with Metro Soccer, which is going to stand still. Exactly. So <laughs> Chambers, knows, Chambers knows he doesn't have that in him. So he he went. That's why our first game of the season we played well, and Chambers actually played central defender the first game of the season. We got three points, and it was cool. So I think overall, I don't think he's going to be better than Saliba or um, this other guy that we signed from Bolton, um, the British British kid. Holding. But yeah, holding. But I think. He may eventually develop to a decent DM or third choice centre back for the future. Okay. So we'll see, Sha. Okay. Um, Dada. Man, another. So, Jorginho for me. <laughs> Jorginho. Jorginho this season has been really, really good. And the reason why is so I'm currently. Sari has gone. So it's not even Sari has gone. I think now I'm currently in a battle where I'm always looking for something to pick against the Sari out boys and girls. <laughs> And so I devoted, every time I'm watching Chelsea, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to watch Jorginho and notice his movement. And Jorginho has been really, really good. Hey, guys. This isn't. Get injuries to Petty Dada. <laughs> so, yeah, Jorginho for me, his distribution has been better, especially this uh, this this last game against Newcastle. His distribution has been better. Falling back more uh, passes from uh, from the back. And also, too, I mean, Kante, everyone knows what Kante yeah. is going to. Kante is a... It's consistent, you know. Right. Yeah. So is as consistent as. I mean, I can see, I can see that Jorginho. Um, I think he was just adjusting. Just to add to that, he was adjusting yeah. to the pace of the EPA. He's adjusted now, so I think that's why he's yeah. better. Just, just wait for my boy Pepe to adjust. That's a good adjustment. <laughs> so, Zaza, tell us. Uh, my um. I would have to say in my team because everybody in that team is not looking so great. Well, you have to be Andres Pereira. His, his form is not that great, but for the amount of stick he gets, he does better than um, a lot of the players who are not getting the stick. He hasn't. He has been consistent, mean that he's performing averagely, but a lot of people are performing badly. But I think he can do better if he plays in correct tactics and because every time he's been deployed well, like. So like for example today he had a great game. He was the best player because he played right in the middle. And I don't know why people don't take um, set pieces. Uh, that's why I say he's underrated because he takes set pieces better than Rashford. But Rashford seems to be the one that takes them. He takes corner kicks better. Man, his yeah. crosses are better. And so like today he was more dominant. He took the set pieces, and you could see the difference. Correct. So I think he's a player that should be given more responsibility in Manchester United. I think it's very much underrated. Okay. I agree. I agree. Uh, my choice is a man like RVG. That's what we call him. Robin Van Greenwood. Mason, Mason Greenwood. <laughs> That's an insult. Oh, <laughs> Dutch master. Oh, oh my God. And then you're also insulting uh, Supreme Court justice. Oh, yeah. RVG yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot. Oh my God. No, 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 no. Can we end this podcast yeah, now? Can we, yeah, let's just shut oh, it down. Yeah. Burn, burn it to the ground and, yeah. and just throw it all over. Right. Oh, just, Robin Van Persie. You know what that song? Don't, don't worry, be, don't worry. They walk. It's okay. It's okay. 
United fans got to go back in the days to find something to think about. They become Liverpool fans. They got to What are you singing about? I'm sorry? He's singing about... What are you singing about? What am I singing about? I don't know. Consistent success in the past seven years. Oh, sure. Is that it? Yeah. That, what do you have to sing about? That history? <laughs> it's not history too. No, that's why I said consistent. That's history though. No, consistent. <laughs> history is back in the day. Come on, me when you have more, more time. More, more, come on, me when you have more time. More time is that Sunderland. Come on, me when you have more time. We want to have the title. He was not born when they had it. There's a United kid. There's a United kid in elementary school right now that doesn't even know where United won the league. So there's somebody on their path of education who's never seen United won the league. Okay, okay, okay. That's enough. That's enough, Marta. Right. All right. So, I call him RBG because his playing style is like from my person. He's that's the first good left foot. He's a clinical striker, actually. He's a good player. He's growing. He's still a kid, obviously. He's still growing. He's still learning the game. How many goals do you think he scored this season? Yeah, so three. Yeah. No, how many? No, to, to say he has a good season, at the end of the season, how many goals do you expect from him? Ten. Ten? Yeah. Or yeah, more than ten? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ten? Ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would yeah. be great, 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 yeah. great, great, great output if he gets ten. ten. I, I think he can get up to ten goals because the team doesn't have subs. Correct. The only reason he's not coming in is because he's injured. Yeah. Mm. So it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's his fit, he gets back in straight uh, Once away. he's fit, he's going to get off the bench. At this point. Because it's, it's only Rashford and Marshall in front of him. Correct. So that's, he's going to get, get played. And he's, among all of them, I'll probably say he's the most natural striker. Yeah, he is. So he'll he makes the right runs. Yeah. He's finishing. If you see some of his tapes, he's finishing. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to be playing Europa too, yeah? Yeah. 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 So yeah. He, will, yeah, he, will, he should get game. He should get game. So, okay. yeah. I mean, Last, uh, just last thing to say, uh, one thing about I noticed about everybody's team, and I had to mention that was that um, a few good young players, and I like that you know, some young players have stepped up this season, and it's really Gwendozi. Really... <laughs> That's not a bad player, by the way. Gwendozi is not bad, he it's just needs player. to. He's a young boy, the young boy, How does it 20? Yeah, 20, like 20. not 20. It's 20 now. It's, it's 20. 20. It's got to be 20. Let me Google it. But you know, like, yeah, people, like, the band. people like Tammy, Mr. Brown, Daniel James. You know, these kids, I'm really, really impressed with them. And, you know, I want to give them kudos and props. And I hope but they keep what do you think well. there's, there's... So Chelsea, yeah, we can't sign players, so we have to play youth. But what is that due to? Is that... Is that just a coincidence this season, or are we? Is next season going to come around and it's going to be business as usual? Do you think that it's a one year ban, right? Is it? I yeah, I don't not for Chelsea, but I mean just for general. Overall, I don't, I, like, there was something I said. I don't know if it's the last podcast or the one before that. This sport is gradually turning into a young man's game. We're beginning to see younger and younger players starting off and yeah. picking earlier, and then you see people actually getting to thirty, like for example Alexis Sanchez, and look burnt out. Yeah. Which in the past was different, where Correct. kids look take a long time to grow mm. up and then they steady up later. Now yeah. they all start off flying, and so is that just changing? I think it's changing change. pace, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Whole it's, game it's more, fast. it's more, it's more yeah. athletic. Transition, yeah. more athletic I, game. I, no, I, I think young players. I can I agree and I disagree. I think young players have the ability to play well one or two games, but over the season you need experience, and that's what's going to change. I mean, look at Marshall when he first of all came to United, it was blowing everyone. Look at Rashford when he came on the scene. You could have made the same argument that Rashford was balling. So they have the opportunity to pick and do really really well. The question is, can they do it over all these games? Yeah. At home, away, Europe, different tactics. And then an older player just knows how to. His body is different. He knows he can handle that beating a lot better. Mm. And, you know, Rashford was... Everyone thought Rashford would be scoring 20 goals a season by now. That's and he's right. struggling, but it's part of, it's part of growing up. Yeah, right. but, but if I may ask, though... So, so the, the thing about the Rashford example is, is that a product of his current team? So, and I hate... We always, always played this... 
hypothetical game as fans. Like, if this player was playing for X, mm. would well, that be different? He has confidence issues, I think. He's had, I've watched him running at goal with the ball at his feet, and then he stumbles. Yeah, You can't blame the okay. formation yeah. for yeah, not giving right. a chance. Yeah, that. that's true. It's just that that's confidence, true. and yeah. he's probably trying too hard and overthinking and it. it. And then adding to and what you're saying, just piggybacking on that, who's yeah. the, top, the joint top scorer right now is Tammy. Tammy, yeah. First two, three games of the season, Tammy couldn't buy a goal. The guy was yeah. literally missing sitters. He was Correct. nodding yeah. balls backward. that should be nodding into the net. And then yeah. once he just started scoring, he got going. And what's, what will happen is, like all strikers, he's going to hit a slump middle yeah. of the season. Yeah. If he falls into himself, he might go four or five games without scoring. Yeah, you know, so true. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, this, was, this was fun, guys. Um, Thanks for coming on. Dada, Toby. No worries, AKA, man. Anytime. A.K.A. Wega out. Okay. Emery no. out. out. Mm. out. What's my what's my AKA everybody out? <laughs> Dada, yeah. Mr. Sari in. Lampard halfway. <laughs> so who, Lampard so, so officially who was here? Was it the Bucci or the Zaza? The Zaza was here. Oh, the Zaza was here. Yeah. Okay. The Zaza was here. Sure. Okay. As always. Well, guys, if you like our content, like, share, follow Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, this was fun. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Appreciate it. All right. Bye.